Have you ever wondered why you could not go from being a hearing Christian to a doing Christian? Have you ever noticed that there is a huge divide between what you hear on a Sunday and actually getting the things done that are preached? If you are anything like me, you are tired of hearing great word on a Sunday and not knowing what to do with it come Monday. This podcast will provide you with practical steps that will help you significantly grow your Christian life and put you way ahead of where you used to be and put to sleep those old frustrations of unfulfilled expectations. I am Craig Venn, and this is the Building the Kingdom Q&A podcast. All right, well, today I want to hang out with you a little bit, and I'm so glad to be here. Uh, just awesome things uh, are happening around us, and but I want to teach you a little thing uh, that I learned over the last couple of days. Um, yeah, so let's do this. Podcast of the Watchful I have a senior pastor and leader, Pastor Vernon Aaron. So what an amazing man of God he is. And I'm so glad to be following him. So glad to be a part of the vision that the Lord has called him to. And I feel so privileged um, to be a part of all of that, to be able to be involved in it, to see it, to to uh, experience it. And I just come out of uh, my morning prayer, my time of prayer this morning, and, and I was thinking about this, you know. Uh, there is a wave of favor um, that has opened up over my life for the last two something decades, two and a half decades, almost um, 23 years, I think it is, um, that I've been following uh, and been a part of what the Lord has been doing in Pastor Vernon's life. Um, There is an unlocking of favor that happens. Um, And there's two things I want to bring to your attention around that particular issue is is that once the favor is unlocked, there are miracles that are happening, whether you see them or not, um, and whether you realize they're happening or not, they're happening. And there is a favor um, and doors opening within the will of God um, that are happening around you, whether you realize it or not, whether you see it or not, whether you recognize it or not, it is happening. And I was having a conversation with uh, with somebody this, uh, yesterday in the car we were driving around. And I said to him, uh, well, he started, we started talking about this particular issue, this thing that we're talking about now. And um, the one thing that came up in that conversation, which was very, very interesting, is that, you know, you don't really... When you start walking this journey um, of building the kingdom and understanding that favor comes from somewhere. Um, it, there, there is an authority in the kingdom that comes because you're submitted to authority. It doesn't happen just because you woke up in the morning, had Rice Krispies, got a revelation out of your Bible, and now you're Jesus Jr. and you think you've got authority. It doesn't work that way. You have authority in the kingdom simply because you stand under authority. And if you're not willing to stand under authority, the, uh, the results and the authority that you're going to be having is, is not going to be sustainable, number one. Uh, number two, it's not going to be consistent. Uh, there will not be a constant, constant consistency through that um, because standing under authority and being accountable to authority 
in your life is vitally important. I know you think you, it's just you and Jesus, but if that was the fact, then why did pastor give you, or excuse me, why did the Lord give you a pastor? Why did he give you the gift of pastorship or spiritual oversight? He didn't give you that uh, for anything else, but to learn for the, the Bible says for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So you need a pastor, you need an apostle, you need an evangelist, you need a teacher, you need a prophet. You need all these people in your life to make sure. And those of you who are sitting at home and watching uh, Christian television and thinking that's enough church, uh, or you got hurt in church, or something happened and you're not going to church anymore, you need to dust yourself off. You need to get out of the lazy boy. Uh, and you need to go to church. I know, I know, I know. Uh, you might have gotten hurt in church. Let me ask you, who hasn't? everybody's had a disappointing experience in church and you can't use that as an excuse as to not to go to church you do not neglect the the gathering of the saints um you don't do that you need to be in church it's vitally vitally important that you make sure that you are connected to your local pastor. You're standing under the authority that he provides because it unlocks a certain level of favor in your life um, and gives you access to the tools that you need to accomplish destiny. And now, uh, most people that are not destiny-minded and assignment-minded and a completion of the assignment that the Lord has given you won't really care about this, uh, this conversation that I'm having with you. They won't really... Uh, be drawn to this kind of thing. But those of you who understand that you have an assignment, you've been given a mission, there's a calling, there's something for you to do in the kingdom of God, you're going to understand that you want to get the tools that are necessary to get the job done. And that's really what this um, this podcast uh, has set out to do. Now, as I was talking about this, this conversation I was having with this, this uh, guy in the car with me, uh, is he, I'm sure he won't mind his name's Devon. And we were talking backwards and forwards and we've taken this journey and um, pastor was saying in church uh, on Sunday, he was saying, you know, when I called Craig and told him to come on board uh, with the church, I felt like, and this is the truth, he said it exactly right, is I felt like I was Jesus Jr. I felt I was like a, a ninja Christian. I was like the Kung Fu ninja Christian. I was going to take over the world. But the next statement was, Pastor said, I'm not going to pay you. And it was, I was expecting him to say that. It wasn't a shocker, but it was, I, I hadn't realized the implications and how tough it was going to get to survive without a salary. But I can guarantee you, looking back over the last 10 years of full-time ministry, was the best thing that Pastor could have ever done for me. I live good. I eat well. I go where I need to go. I'm short of nothing. And my ability to become uh, creative, um, to generate income, uh, that was uh, ignited. It was a catalyst to take me to a place where I had to ignite my creativity in generating revenue in my life. Um, and so being cut off as such from a salary was probably the best thing, one of the best things that pastor could have ever done for me. 
But having walked this journey, and it's an excited journey, it's really getting out of the boat and getting on the water, but having walked this journey, one of the things that we can do, and one of the things that I've found myself doing a number of times, is not recognizing the gift that is in my midst. And so I lose sight of it because I become familiar to it. Whatever you become familiar to, whatever you become familiar with, you lose sight of. Okay? That's why you need to make up in your mind that you're going to continue celebrating the things that the Lord has. You have to, it's an aggressive, um, uh, intentional act that I am going to celebrate the man of God in my life, the giftings of God in my life, the different people in my life. I'm actually going to go and do something. I'm not just going to say it. It's not just word or lip service. I'm actually going to go and do something that celebrates that individual or that person in my life because that's how you do that. Whatever, and I've heard this and I'm sure you know who taught this, but there was a, uh, this was something that I really latched on to. Whatever you respect, you retract. And whatever you celebrate will stay. And that is one of the reasons why, uh, that one of the ways I combat um, becoming familiar with with the giftings of God that are in my life, um, because it's it, when you become familiar, you start becoming ungrateful, and when you start becoming ungrateful and unthankful, there's certain doors that will not open for you. The Bible says we enter His gates with thanksgiving. Those gates stay closed if you don't become thankful. Gratitude is the key to get on the property. You can't open the gate. You can't even get in the gate if you're not willing to be thankful. And when I have lost sight of the great things that the Lord has done in my life, I have started uh, to become unthankful and ungrateful. I've failed to celebrate the gift of God that was in my midst. I failed to celebrate the good people that have done great things, uh, that have allowed me to be um, and to become uh, what I am today. Yes, I know it's glory to God. Absolutely, it's glory to God. I'm not taking any glory away from God by saying that God used people in my life, good people from different places to make sure that I become what I am today. Bible says that God uses um, all things, in fact, the Bible says, Romans 8, all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to His called according to His purposes. Now, I said all of that <clears throat> to get into this little story that I have. And um, I was, I was, I'm, I'm busy helping my mom move into a new place. And um, it's been a couple of weeks of really trying to get the place ready. <laughs> and um, I was sitting and I was looking at everything that was going on. And I was thinking, wow, it's such a blessing to be able to help my moms. You know, to get her into a place. And she's now um, reaching the end of her working years. Although I don't think she's ever going to stop working. She's, she's just like that. And I was really happy to be able to see this. 
And then I stopped and looked and I felt like the spirit was pulling me up short. The spirit of God was kind of pulling in the reins and telling me to slow down because he wants to talk to me. Uh, and he wants to show me something. And I want to encourage you with this. I was thinking about this. Sometimes the spirit of God will jerk you up short when you're in something. And the reason why you ignore it is simply because you're, you're not wanting the slap of chastisement and discipline. And you forget that after that is going to come a, uh, an instruction and he's going to show you the wonderful benefit of listening to him. And so um, the Spirit of God began to deal with me and he showed me all the people that were involved in helping to make this thing happen for my moms. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know how to do any of this stuff that happened to be able to make this thing happen, um, to be able to get her a place to stay. Um, and she needs that. I didn't know how to do it, but I knew the right people. And the Lord had connected me to right people. Number one, particularly my pastor, because like he then knew the right people to get the skills, to be able to get the place ready and, and do whatever need and make the place available. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know where to go. I just had the right connections. And I want to tell you that the connections, the godly connections that are in your life, if you prove faithful with them, continue to celebrate them, it's going to pay off. It's definitely going to pay off. And eventually you're going to see the blessing of the Lord begin to be unraveled and revealed and pieced together bit by bit. But it took me having to look at this and go, okay, this is not me. I, 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 didn't, I didn't do this. I just knew the right people and that's how it came together. And uh, I had a question. Somebody sent in a question and, and um, I, I really like it when you guys send questions um, because I might not have, not have all the answers, but I know, uh, like I said, I know some really, really good, smart, wise people um, and I might be able to hash those out and I might have one or two answers for you. But somebody sent in a question, uh, somebody from our Witzenberg uh, location of the church. And um, and was asking how to celebrate uh, how to celebrate and honor their man of God. I, I love that. I love that kind of question because the questions that you ask determine number one the answers that you receive. I know that sounds obvious, but it's not obvious. The reason why you don't have good answers is not because you're not smart. It's because you don't have good questions. And if you've thought out good questions and you find uh, trusted mentors that you can ask, the answers are going to reveal. I watch people in our church who are asking questions. I learned as I took uh, a leadership role, I learned to watch people who are writing down uh, notes while pastor is ministering. Because if you're not writing down and taking notes, then you're not going to be able to correctly organize um, and apply the information that you're receiving on a Sunday. You're not going to be able to do it. So um, 
I, I that, that kind of question and 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 the reason why uh, I like questions as well is because the questions that you ask reveal your interest. <laughs> that was good. That's really good information. The questions that you ask reveal interest. I know you're interested when you're asking questions, particularly around that subject. And um, this young person asked asked a question, emailed me, and asked a question, how do I, I really want to learn the correct way of honoring um, my man of God? Now, that that's just an awesome question, and that would, it's taken me two decades to learn and to find out that the more I learn on this subject, the less I think I know, and every step I'm learning. As I walk and I try to find a rhythm with my man of God, uh, because that's my role, is to walk with my man of God, to be a keeper of the flame, to be a guardian, or let me let me put it, not a guardian, but to guard the guardian that has been given to this uh, neck of the woods, this corner of the vineyard, uh, to keep the flame and to guard the guardian. Because there's an old saying that says, who will guard the guardians? And when I heard that question, I st stuck my hand up and said, I don't know what it's going to cost, um, but I'll do it. I remember the day uh, that I listened to the message by Bishop T.D. Jakes, Keepers of the Flame. Uh, and I've got it if you want it. I can put it out there. Um, I think I've got it on, I've got it somewhere, but I remember how my heart broke as I realized I was not a good keeper. It started a journey for me and I learned and I'm continuing to learn uh, on this journey. It's a continual, it's a progressive revelation of learning how to walk with a man of God and to honor him. And the reason why you honor him is because the Bible says, give honor where honor is due. The workman is worthy of his wage. I honor my man of God because he continues to provide an atmosphere where wisdom is prevalent and where wisdom continues to flow. And so uh, how do you honor your man of God? Um, that is, that is a journey that we'll continue to take. Uh, I know we're on the 365-day um, the challenge. We just ended up the 90-day Change the World Challenge. And I'm excited because I know that I've done a lot. I haven't done everything that I wanted to do, but I've done a lot in doing um, the, the, the different things that I'm going to continue with. I know we're also on the patterns of prayer um, as we do all this. But I really hope that as we've discussed this in this podcast, has been a blessing to you. I think, I, I know I went on a bit long, um, but I'm okay with that. You can come back and go back and come back and go back. And and um, I really hope that's helped you. Guys, I love you. I'm praying for you. And remember, the kingdom is out there. Go build it. Go get it.